and uh, we are continuing and wrapping up Eredar Hashem week over here on Friday. And uh, as we said yesterday, <clears throat> I mean that we do have an upcoming exciting happy week of Purim right after Shabbos. Uh, this is going to be our last installment of Der Hashem until we get back together after Purim. Sunday morning we're going to be doing our Breakfast and Learn program. Monday is the fast of Esther, so we will not be having the, the 915 class. Probably if we do, it'll be you know something else. We're not going to go further in Der Hashem. So I'm not sure if we're going to be having Natanya's Esther. And then, of course, Monday morning we're going to be hearing the Megillah. Monday afternoon we're going to be getting shikr. I'm sorry. Shikin. Tuesday morning we're going to hear the Megillah. Tuesday afternoon we're going to be getting shikr. Monday also. Will we, will, we, uh, will we be continuing... Wednesday morning, technically speaking, should be our next after this morning, Derech Hashem day. That will depend on how good of a Purim we end up having, if we're going to have our 915 class Wednesday morning. We'll see. But in any case, as we said yesterday, this is going to be our last class in Derech Hashem before uh, Purim. And look, we're holding our boy saying, Derech Hashem. Look at the Ebishter, Masadik Vein over here. We are in Perches over here, and Chelik Da'at Perches, which is on the topic of seasonal, seasonal mitzvahs, seasonal times of the year when special iris, special radiances and godlinesses and, and, and illuminations come into the world, and how we're supposed to direct that, and it, it, the Ramchal has been directing us to understand how Pesach works, how Sukkot works, and the paragraph that we are, very next paragraph that we have arrived at in the Sefer, our last day before Purim, is on the topic of Purim. That's exactly what we're holding in the Sefer. How bad that? Only the Rebbeinah Shalom can, can pull these things off. And we're going to go into Purim with the Ramchal's thoughts on Purim. So, that's right. The Chelek Dalid, Periches, Simon Gimel. Only the Rebbeinah Shalom can pull these things off. Dalid Ches Gimel. On the topic of Hanukkah and Purim, he puts both into one paragraph. So let's see, Rabbi Say Lamarzen. We have a Neshika from Shemaim and a Neshika from the Ramchal as well. Here's thoughts from the Ramchal for us to take into Purim. So let's see. Inyan Hanukkah Upurim. Lahoir Haor Hameir Bayamim Haim. The point of Hanukkah and Purim, the festivals of Hanukkah and Purim, are once again for us to direct, conduct, and channel. The illumination, the radiance, the godliness that's coming into the world then, as it is on every yamtiv, and to tap into the specifics, the specific radiances of that yamtiv. So, what's the radiance of Hanukkah? What's the radiance of Purim? According to what was brought into the world at that specific time, what was brought into the world at that time of the year, uh, originally, in other words, I'm sorry, at that time, way back then, by Yemen Mahim Bazmanazet, Hanukkah time and Purim time, what was channeled, piped into the world? in terms of the godliness, the radiance, the iris that the Rebbeinah sent in. And on a yearly basis, we cycle once again through the Hanukkah iris, through the Purim iris, and we once again conduct that channel that and pipe that into the world. So what's Hanukkah all about? What's Purim all about? Says the Rebbe Hanukkah. <clears throat> what's going on in Hanukkah time? Hanukkah is about the Kayhanim overpowering. The Kayhanim who worked in the base of Mekdash, that's the Chashmanoim, Matas Yo. That's all the Kayhanim, Yechonon, Yonason, Shimon, and uh, Yehuda, and their, their, uh, Eliezer, their father, Matasyo. So the Kayhanim, who were the faithful few working in the Beis HaMikdash, until they were oust, ousted of the Beis HaMikdash, who fought back and overpowered the, the wicked Bnei and the wicked Greeks, 
We're trying to Hellenize the Jews. We're trying to replace Jewish tradition with Greek culture. They wanted to take the, the Jew out of Judaism. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to take the Yid out of Yiddishkeit. They wanted to take the Kish out of Kishka. This is what the Greeks wanted to do. Then his Chazqua Kaihanim, the Kaihanim banded together, said, We can't let this happen. Through the leadership, the faithful and dedica- dedicated leadership of the Kaihanim, they brought Klai Yisrael back to Torah study, back to Avoid in the Beis Hamikdash. They restored the purity of the Beis Hamikdash. They restored the servitude of Akarish Baruchum. And they did that through, the Ramchal is clear, Nishasko Kaihanim. Through pushing themselves, through the through through uh, through um, summoning their courage, summoning their dedication, mesiris nefesh. That's what Hanukkah is about. Finding that hidden inner strength, Jewish pride, to to throw the the uh, inroads of secular non-Jewish culture off of our shoulders, off of our neck, and off of our backs, and out of our homeland out of our lives. And specifically we find this in the restoration of the light of the menorah and the miracle obviously that happened. It burned for eight days instead of one. It's interesting that Ramchal um, barely references the miracle of the menorah. <clears throat> he says, What happened with the menorah? He's referring to yeah, the well-known idea that the menorah burned for eight days. Neged in your in Yana. They were um, um, <clears throat> the Greeks specifically had it out for the menorah and what the menorah represented. They defiled, broke the menorah. Chazal tells they broke the menorah. The chzirum hakayhanim alburium. The kayhanim replaced the avodin beisamikdash and what happened with the menorah to its its um, lofty proper place. What's he saying here with Hanukkah? So he's saying, uh, what's he saying specifically with the Menorah with regards to Hanukkah? Menorah was something that the Greeks specifically set their sights on. They said, we got to get rid of this Menorah. The Menorah specifically irked the Greeks in that it represented everything that Judaism is about, everything Yiddishkeit is about, everything that the Jew in Judaism is about, and the Yid in Yiddishkeit. The Yid in Yiddishkeit is the Jew in Judaism. And the Yid and Yiddishkeit is there to pull down from above and radiate it out to blow. And that's exactly what Menorah is. Menorah is tapping in to an energy source that we cannot see. An energy source that we cannot see. And it radiates it uh, to the rest of the world, to its surroundings. It illuminates it, sheds that light to everything around it. You know, uh, um, anytime you have a flame, any flame, any flame is tapping into energy sources that we cannot see. You know, in this, in this, this wick. This oil, this energy, this energy is a strand of cotton. This cotton picking cotton, that's all this is. This is oil. This oil. There's energy in this oil. Oily. That's all. This is oily. Yes, but if I combine them the right way and initiate the right kind of chemical process over here, I can produce combustion, and combustion is essentially converting the wick and the oil to energy. Heat, light, flame and fire. Um, so in Lambdas, 
and Lamdis, a, a uh, candelabra, is always about tapping into an unknown, hidden, unseen energy reserve and drawing into that, tapping into it, and, and, and sharing it with, with, with the surroundings down here. That's what, that's what every light is. That's what every flame is. And the menorah, as one of the centerpieces in the, in the Beis Hamikdash, represented the fact that the Jew and Judaism is there to be that central role, that Yid and Yiddishkeit, that we tap into these unseen, hidden energy sources from above, and we radiate it to the world around us. We illuminate our surroundings with something from above, something divine. The Greeks took umbrage with that. The Greeks did not like that because the whole idea of the Hellenistic Greek culture was what you see is what you get, and it's not about the hidden, it's about the known. Not about the unseen, it's about the visible. It's about glorifying mathematics and science and human physique and... and um, the realm of the known, and the realm of the unknown, that belongs in the unknown. The known is the known, and, and, and um, God is great, but, you know, God is, God is, is, is um, there, and we are down here, and our job is not to bring the godliness down into the heathenness. Our job is to let the heathen remain the heathen, let the physical remain the physical, to glorify the physical, and please don't bring the spiritual into the physical, um, that makes things inconvenient, awkward, and unwanted, undesired. That's the menorah being that that um, thorn in the Greek side. It stands for everything that the Greeks were, were 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 working against. They destroy the menorah, they break the menorah, and the chashronaim. When they drive the Greeks out, they restore the light of the menorah. They restore the purity of the base Hamikdash, and they once again relight the menorah with pure oil. They go out of their way to find pure oil. They could have used tummy oil. Farshim tell us they certainly could have used any oil for reasons that are beyond the scope of this morning's Derech Hashem class. But they specifically, deliberately searched until they found a pure oil. Again, to make it very clear that the, that's what the menorah is about. It's tapping into purity, tapping into something that's above this world and radiating it to this world. This is what the menorah is about. This is what the Mesemiklis is about. And this is what the Jew in Judaism is about. This is what the Yid in Yishkai is about. We're here to be channeling and tapping into that light and, and sharing that light with this world, allowing this world to be illuminated as opposed to this world being darkened through the disconnect. Chazal tell us that the four exiles, one of which is Greece, um, during the times of Hanukkah, are referenced in the opening Pasuk of Bereshis, the opening Psukim of Bereshis. It says, V'arts tayu v'vayu so Chazal tells in this passage which says the world in the beginning of time, the beginning of creation was barren and desolate and dark and the spirit of God was hovering above the water. Um, there was, it was darkness upon the depths. So Chazal say that there's four expressions over here. Barren, desolate, dark and depths. The barren, they say Chazal, that is Bavel. Desolate, that's Parasamadai. That's the Persian exile. That's, that's the King Achashverosh and Haman. Chayshech, Zu Yavan. Darkness, that's Yavan. That's the Greek exile that was there during the Hanukkah time, during the Hanukkah story, because that's exactly what they were. They were there to create darkness where there was light, to extinguish the Menorah, meaning there's nothing about bringing hidden energy sources, hidden light, beyond this world, transcendental to this world, and bring it into this world, no, it's about 
keeping things dark, keeping the world disconnected from that. The world is about concentrating, focusing, and glorifying that which we can perceive, that which we, that which we can understand, that which we can um, track with the naked eye, and that's what this world is all about. By definition, that's darkness, that's extinguishing the light that the Menorah is, is, is there to provide with bring that, that, that piped in illumination from above to down below. Good, so that's why we go for the Menorah. That's why the Menorah is so definitive when it comes to, it's so iconic rather, iconic when it comes to, when it comes to Hanukkah because it's the very symbol and, and aspect of the, of the, the Greeks were out to, to destroy. Um, and again, it's clear from the Ramchal that part of what pulls this off and what accomplishes the, the miracles of Hanukkah is nishazku ha-kahenam, that's his lashon. The kahenam banded together. They summoned the nerve, they summoned the courage, they summoned the energy, they summoned the drive, and they pushed out the Greeks from um, Hellenizing us. They pushed the Greek culture out of our lives and out of our homes. And that's also part of the iris that are coming down Hanukkah time that we need to conduct and we need to bring in to the world Hanukkah is the nishazku ha-kahenam, mesiris nefesh, the mustering that dedication, mustering the 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 drive to be able to take a stand for that which we believe in. Okay, so that's also very, very, very specific to Hanukkah. And again, remember, we have to keep speaking this out again and again and again, that this parak is all supposed to be, the, all these prokham, the whole entire section, is meant to be taken very practically. So next Hanukkah, Mir Hashem, Hanukkah, Tov, Shem, we will be hopefully remembering and and applying the teachings of the Ramchal over here, that it's about our finding our dedication, finding our commitment, finding our drive, that which Hanukkah is all about, the Mesir's Nefesh, the Nishazko Kainim, being, we're, 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 we're the spiritual descendants of the Kayhanim, some of us maybe are even the biological descendants of the Kayhanim, and we are there to realize that the, the secular, non-Jewish culture is always trying to make inroads, take the Jew out of Judaism, take the Yid out of Yiddishkeit, and we have to muster the strength to push them out, and be there to, so to speak, light the menorah. Our lighting the menorah on Hanukkah reinforces this channeling, this piping in of, of tapping into the unknown, the transcendental energy, the transcendental light, transcendental radiance, and saying our purpose is to bring this out to this world. Because that's the first half of this paragraph. It's not a long paragraph. The Ramchal does put two Yom Tov in here back to back. Being that this sons of Hanukkah send this out a separate recording, and then we'll... Purim is the part two.